The views and opinions expressed on Smack My Pitch Up are those of the panelists and not those of GUI Network, their sponsors, or any of the properties mentioned. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is rated R for violence, language, and nudity. Well, it's a podcast, so you won't see the nudity. I just do it to make the guest uncomfortable. In a world gone mad with unnecessary reboots, remakes, and sequels, only one podcast has the guts to make it even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up. Geeks, and welcome to another amazing episode of Smack My Pitch Up, the podcast that reboots, remakes, reimagines sequels and sidequels, some of your favorite and least favorite properties from film, television, and what have you. And tonight, we're doing things a little bit differently, getting you geared up for the holiday season. We've decided that uh, we're going to do kind of a rapid fire uh, adaptation episode to really kind of come up with ideas on how to better give you opportunities for movies to watch during Thanksgiving. There's plenty of movies for Christmas. There's, I think, 30 new Hallmark movies a year that oh, come yeah. out. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. as well as all the classics that everybody watches every uh, Christmas season. But there's very few Thanksgiving movies for people to lean on. And uh, here with me to bounce some ideas off of and, and throw some ideas at me as well is uh, Murphy Lawless. Hello, Hobbit. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to have you on here. We were bouncing around ideas on what to do this time of year because <laughs> it's right in that weird gray area. It's post-election, mm-hmm. it's pre-Thanksgiving, it's a post little Halloween. too early, post-Halloween, it's a little too early for Christmas stuff, so what do you do in this period? And we discussed idiocracy as an option. Yes, and uh, I want to go ahead and tell you what you would have gotten if okay. we had gotten that, because uh, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to seriously do this movie, but I knew that I was going to throw Muppets at you, because a yes. Muppet version of idiocracy, where Kermit and Miss Piggy are um, Maya Rudolphs and Luke... Luke what the fuck is his last name? Wilson. Wilson. Yep, yeah. Thank you. Normal guys. Um, <laughs> not sure. Uh, not sure his character. And then having fucking Gonzo as Camacho oh my would God. be, in my opinion, pretty freaking great. And then you get, what's the uh, the pimp's name? Oh, Upgrade. Upgrade? Yeah, Upgrade. Have him as either the leader of the band. Oh, my God. Oh, it would be perfect. Or Animal. Oh, man. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually picturing animal as the i like money oh, like, me like money yeah. money money yes that's like, perfect yeah so that's that's what i was going to uh, <laughs> bring to your table well i like that we got kind of a rapid fire version of it at the very least on this mm-hmm. episode yeah and uh but we do have a total of if we get the time to go through all of them eight different movies to kind of dig into oh yeah between uh the choices that we've made now the way we do it on this episode is different than normal. Normally, we would have two versions apiece, a version of a, a one property that is kind of our real take on how we would reboot, remake, or reimagine, and then a remix version that's kind of a wacky version. The way we're doing it now is that we each picked a movie from four different genres, mm-hmm. and we decided how we would turkey-fy mm-hmm. those movies to make them appropriate for thanksgiving how to how to make it thematically appropriate for the thanksgiving uh viewing so we're going with uh a drama Mm -hmm. a sci-fi or fantasy and or fantasy movie uh a action movie Mm -hmm. and horror and granted some of these might be a combination of the different genres and we left comedy out because all of these are probably going gonna to be, stray into that realm. Yeah, and then it would just be like, okay, so Judd Apatow or uh-huh. or Mike Judge or, you know. <laughs> I was actually going to throw Christopher Guest at you for that one. Wow. Yeah, I was going to modify Best in Show for their turkey co- cooking competition. <laughs> <That's> perfect. <laughs> oh, my God, that is perfect. I spent a little bit too long not focusing on work and thinking about this today. <laughs> I, uh, 
definitely could have gone a little bit overboard on coming up with the thought processes for a lot of mm-hmm. these, but I wanted to save some of that for the conversation yeah. where we could like build these out a little bit more. So we've got a lot of movie ideas to throw at you and they're all going to be incredibly dumb. Yeah. So let's get weird and flush <laughs> things out. Super weird. So I wanted to start with just get, get out of the way uh, as a, as a good start on just how yeah. weird this is going to get with the drama genre drama the drama genre now drama can still be a number of other genres that can get kind of thrown into that oh, basket yeah. but the point is that it's not a comedy it's not an action movie no. it's these are our oscar worthy thanksgiving plugs yes that, yes that really it's really trying to say something yeah it's true and, and have some sort of like a, a message message or, mm-hmm. or social undertone to the yeah, to no. the movie as well, so I think I've got a really good one for that. I'm interested. I, let, let's just kind of get it going because we okay. got a lot of movies to cover. So, what do you have for your uh, turkey-fied drama? Okay, so I just kept the titles the same. I didn't alter the titles, but I'm going to flesh out this world. So, my drama that is now a Thanksgiving masterpiece is The Crucible. The Crucible. <laughs> That's okay. right. No okay. longer is it witchcraft that is forbidden. It is Thanksgiving. Turkeys are a thing of the past. It's turkey craft. That's right. It is turkey craft. <laughs> what they were doing in those woods, they had found just wild turkey and they had been raising them. So they came upon them covered in mashed potatoes, frolicking with turkey legs. I and wanna, then they had wanna, to wonder who was covering for them. I want to come across just a group of people in the woods with like mashed potatoes and turkey <laughs> legs. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I might have some more questions, but I think I've done more questionable things in my life. (laughs) Everybody just like looks up from their turkey legs like they were just caught like a deer in headlights. That's right. But that's where the possession starts coming in. And you get a little bit of those like accusations like, well, I didn't do this because I wanted to. I would never eat turkey because I wanted to, let alone have it with cranberry sauce or chutney or stuffing or anything like that. I am not that person. But you know who is and who influenced me towards the bird? (laughs) You've got to have a scene, though, in the courtroom, in the public forum in some Mm -hmm. way or another. We're in that conversation where I would never make fluffy, delicate mashed potatoes with creamy gravy. <laughs> and just like, you That's see, right. all, you all, would not be able to see the butter dripping <laughs> <laughs> with turkey with the crispiest crust and still juicy, tender meat. That's and just right. everybody in the crowd just, uh, nor would I have butchered one of our finest hogs to lay its bacon across that turkey to further keep. The moisture in <laughs> and of course you know he goes to uh confess and he says my wife would never tell a lie so ask her and he confesses to being the one who showed them how to cook turkeys properly to what degrees and how to recognize and she knows she knows because they had a huge falling out and a huge strain on their marriage because of his love of turkeys and of sharing it with others and she says no my husband would never ever cook a turkey <laughs> And that's when he cries and says, I told them the truth, Elizabeth. <laughs> and it happened because she got a little lazy and decided to give him canned mm-hmm. cranberry sauce oh instead gosh. of the uh, fresh made. And he that's right. just got so used to the fresh made stuff that he just didn't want to cut off little round slices of cranberry mm-hmm. sauce and uh, got all uppity about it and uh, turned her over. No, that's that. That's what happens is he goes and finds someone who is willing to cook with fresh cranberries and maybe even a little bit of port. Ooh, mm-hmm. getting fancy. That's right. Some orange rind. It's funny that I did not realize that cranberry sauce came in any other form besides the shape of the inside of a can until I was older. Because really, in my family, I, maybe it was my sister was the only person that ate cranberry sauce. I don't mm-hmm. remember. It was either my mom or my sister. So there was no point in taking the time to make like fresh cranberry sauce. All right. And so it was just like this gelatinous can-shaped cranberry sauce i'm the exact opposite because my family and i never did the can so like the first time i saw it i was like what is that is that a pancake (laughs) (laughs) like because that was one of my family's recipes actually is the the cranberries some with port some without and then my mom also does like a cranberry and orange chutney that is real good oh nice i've had the like cranberry orange relish kind of version of it and that's really good i am so hungry right now and we're (laughs) on the first movie okay tell me about your drama okay so my drama this does kind of go over a little bit into the sci-fi range but this was uh it won best picture so it's definitely more of a drama than it is a sci-fi flick and i decided to make this kind of a a conversation about our relationship with meat 
Oh. Uh, so it's going to be kind of vegan centric in its approach. Okay. And okay. I'm using the shape of water to have oh, that conversation. Okay. So I haven't watched it yet. So I need you to paint me this picture that I'm not where I'm not fucking an underwater turkey. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's not an underwater turkey. It's not an underwater turkey. Okay. Go on. Uh, the name of the, this version that I'm doing is called the shape of gobbler. Oh, okay. Lovely. So we're not doing any underwater business, but no. the basic gist is, you know, the, the, premise of the shape of water is there's basically a uh, woman who's a janitor in this like experimental mm -hmm. government program and uh, she doesn't speak English and so she feels she's an immigrant and she's kind of uh, kind of looked down upon she's not even really considered right. a real person a lot of the time so she sees stuff that she normally probably wouldn't be allowed to see right they consider her as an object rather than a person. really just doesn't yeah. even really consider that this is a real person that like mm -hmm. knows stuff and then she ends up kind of accidentally developing a like this emotional relationship with basically the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, yeah. I've listened to some interviews about it and, uh, you know, of course, fawned over Doug Jones. But Absolutely, because Doug Jones is the absolute fucking best. But then that relationship turns, it starts off as almost, you know, two <laughs> fish out of water <laughs> that <laughs> then develop kind of like a, a, a emotional relationship and then later kind of a romantic relationship okay. as well. And I figured... You could have that same conversation with it being a turkey instead mm -hmm. and them just experimenting on turkeys to make them larger. But much like Deep Blue Sea, that the bigger they get, the bigger their brains get as well. Mm. And as this tur turkey has developed like feelings and emotions and uh, has become like a sentient, like a, a, an intelligent creature. Right. That isn't really a creature that should be used for food. And they have to eventually like dissect the experimental giant turkey to make sure the meat is tender enough for like sales. You know, oh, this, this is, this is a, uh, a Purdue experimental lab <laughs> that they're going into. Oh my God. Okay. So, uh, is, are we following, is, is this still like the turkey human hybrid or are we just going straight giant bird romance? Giant bird, bird romance. This okay. is not a turkey person. Okay. This is a, straight up turkey okay and they're really into the way their feathers fold and the brilliance of their gobble and uh, the, the the eyes the, the look eyes. of like the the humanness in their oh, eyes oh yeah because like... you can't eat something if it has a knowing look exactly unless you're a cannibal in which case that's a different conversation you know, she like slips and falls and like bangs her head on the side of the the coop mm -hmm. and uh the turkey just like goes over and a gentle like feathered wing comes out and mm -hmm. like brushes the blood away and comes up and so and coddles her this turkey is like the giant golden eagle from the rescuers down under just a little <laughs> yes. bit smarter and you know still talking like not so much the poaching aspect but the like government experiment government aspect. experiment okay yeah, yeah. all right all right i'm on board i'm on board <laughs> okay, so you're on board. yeah so we're talking about like the rise of tofurkey as the al uh, alternate and exactly okay, as, okay. as the relationship develops she figures out a way to like bust the turkey out because <laughs> the only thing that's going to be available for this turkey is like a test turkey dinner for everybody that works at the purdue lab mm -hmm. and she doesn't want to see her now like friend and possible romantic partner mm -hmm. just like plucked and and shoved in a hilariously large oven oh yeah no you'd have to build like a new like stone somebody like a whole like temple of food. Yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> a unfortunately large oven. Yeah, but it looks like a regular oven. It's just like a much bigger size right. one. So they actually have people up top, like two three people trying to turn the knobs on the top of the stove to get the oven to the right temperature. That's right. And, They've got like big winches and things like turn the crank for the temperature knob. And somebody down at the bottom uh, base of the oven is just like we could have just had some sort of like wired knob that we could use at the floor level instead of what are you talking about? This is how ovens are made and this just dismisses the idea completely. Like, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. Like you want, you want a tiny version of this oven. The Turkey would not fit in that genius. It's like set the timer. And there's a crane that just goes over and just like leans forward and then pushes the buttons to get it to the right <laughs> number of hours. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So as this is getting prepared. Uh, she gets like a big, you know, Purdue truck and is able to smuggle giant Turkey out of the uh, Purdue labs. And then there's a very romantic moment that they have together in a field uh, to the music from the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. Oh my God. Playing in the background. <laughs> I hate how plausible this seems to get made because <laughs> in my brain, I'm like, this is kind of like rescuers down under meets free Willie meets Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah, this could get funding. <laughs> now it's 
point is really similar to what was trying to be done with that movie Okja, mm. which was a Netflix original movie that was done by the same director that did like Snowpiercer. Okay, and, okay. And basically it was this like this animal that was developed specifically because it was able to grow very quickly and it had like nutritious meats. Okay. It was able to solve like the hunger crisis, but then a little girl like ends up becoming like friends with Okja. But instead of like a little girl that makes friends with a turkey, it's like okay. an adult woman that wants to fuck this turkey. I can guarantee that that person is out there yeah. right now, hopefully listening to this podcast and tearing up at what a beautiful idea that is. And the tagline for this movie is going to be, sometimes the turkey stuffs you. The shape of gobbler. I'm just going to make mouth sounds for a <laughs> minute great. because I I love it, but it hurts my chest. <laughs> <laughs> it's also basically a Yakov Schmiernock joke. Like in Soviet Russia, turkey oh. stuff you. Look, I'm the one in the babushka dress. I make these jokes. <laughs> you make these jokes. All right. So that is our dramas. Okay. Our yeah. drama versions. Actually, this here. gives me a really good segue into my sci-fi because it kind of plays off of a different aspect of that. Okay. Um, so for my sci-fi film... Um, I chose Blade Runner. I was playing with that idea and I yeah. just didn't have anything that quite stuck for me. Well, the thing is, so going back to do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep is something that like is, is a lot more downplayed in the film. Like the thing about a lot of like life is that it's 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 electronic like a lot of things are androids like if you own a real dog do you know how much fucking money you have yeah and really the only mention they make of it in the film is the when owl. no the well, the owl and then the snake oh the snake is too, that a right. real snake and she's like what do you think would i be here um where mm -hmm. so at this point they're the the blade runners are no longer searching for for these human replicants they are searching um through these turkeys to find the last two genetic genetically real turkeys because they were lost and so now they have they have called upon the blade runners because they are the only ones that still know how to test turkeys to tell the difference between a replicant turkey and a real turkey i really love this and i'm mad because <laughs> that's like the no shit of course that's how you do blade runner for thanksgiving and i did not consider that <laughs> This is a weird side story version of Blade Runner. It could be happening at the same time. Right, as the original pretty movie, much. Or, like you man. see the news flashes at the same time and they're like, man, that guy gives all the good assignments. But You'd even have a moment that Blade Runner is just like thinking about, you know, like real turkey and maybe had turkey, like real turkey when mm -hmm. they were like a child. Yep. Yep. And then he starts questioning. Then there's that question of like, are these my memories? Wonder if they give the turkeys memories. Like, do they remember being in real fields ever or like what is <laughs> like what do they know as their lives should we be doing this should i should i capture these turkeys do turkeys dream of electric feed electric feed <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, this is a, a blade runner like holding the turkey upside down looking for like a trademark on mm -hmm. there just like yep the serial number imprinted on the claw <laughs> there's a like a close-up of a the replicate uh, or the Blade Runner's face and then the turkey's face and it's just zooming mm -hmm. in as they get closer and closer and yep. they're just like eyeballing each other, the turkey yep. with those dark, glassy black eyes. Yep. It just stares into the soul Staring. of the uh, Blade Runner. Pecks at the, the yeah. screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot that part of this would be us making turkey sounds <laughs> at each other. Um, I did have yeah. a, a thought and then, yeah. then I realized it was going to be too obnoxious. It's not even going to be funny obnoxious. Oh my God, give That it I was going to do the trailer at the end of this, just in turkey noises. Oh my god! And uh, that would be funny for like the first couple seconds, but like a minute of that would but be a lot. Can we record like an outtake that you play at the end of the episode so that <laughs> anyone who like doesn't turn the podcast off is like, "What the fuck is happening?" Just, it's like a turkey fest in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it's just gonna get weirder. So. Good. Okay, Good. so. I could definitely see that. Yeah. You can have that as a HBO holiday special. Yeah. You know, we're going to do Blade Runner and Blade Runner 24, uh, 2049. And in between, we're going to have the Blade Runner holiday special. Yeah. And hopefully it won't turn out quite the same way as the Star Wars one did. But I still <laughs> want like that super gritty, like Ridley Scott, like attention to detail. Like this is a very gray world. This is a very serious world. Even the turkeys are serious. Right. Like, you know, we're still questioning both our humanity, what it means to be human, what it means to be animal, what it means to be machine. And instead of life day with this star Wars holiday special, it'd be like giblet day. Oh my gosh. For, yeah. For turkeys. Yeah. I kind of really want to see this. <laughs> if any filmmakers are listening, uh, call us. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. talk. No, <laughs> we'll seriously. If anyone knows, uh, the hookup for, 
a Ridley Scott directed Thanksgiving film. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right, mine uh, is sci-fi with a little bit of action thrown in as well. Oh, okay. And this is more of kind of a retelling of the real story of Thanksgiving using a classic sci-fi action movie known as The Predator. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry I yelled that into the microphone, but I, as soon as you started talking, I was like, is this what's happening? And yep. I'm so excited. Please tell me, tell me. Well, I've done extensive research Does about the, the first Thanksgiving. Do I? Does the hunter become the hunted? Maybe a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this is actually based on a lot of research I've done about the first Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. what actually went down. A little known fact that turkeys a long time ago, you know, just like vegetables that we have now aren't oh, yeah. the same as vegetables back then. Turkeys back then uh, had much longer claws and were mm-hmm. much bigger and were like dangerous. They, yep. they were uh, about eight feet tall and... Uh, this is all. This is all true. This is all definitely above board. Uh, this is all well researched. There's something in Razor your sharp. eyes where I don't <laughs> feel like this is correct, but I'm gonna go with you on this journey. Razor sharp claws. Okay. And uh, the ability to blend into their autumn surroundings during the fall very well with their coloring. Oh yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. It does. So like virtually invisible in in the fall season. Oh yeah, uh, because so. of their au- autumnal coloring oh yeah no that totally makes sense because of like you know that earlier division between the birds and the dinosaurs where this would still be you know not super close but closer you know closer to where you know you've got some of those color changes and Mm -hmm. things like that you know it's just not based on mood so this is in the first thanksgiving the pilgrims were still relatively unfamiliar with the territory Mm -hmm. that they were in whereas the native americans who had lived there forever you know, you know, being their they, home, they're <laughs> native to the land, um, knew not to really fuck with the turkeys too much. Mm-hmm. Whereas the pilgrims were like, we have muskets. Uh, we can go fuck up this weird creature that's eating all the livestock and uh, <laughs> and hunt it down. And just to prove a point to all the other ones that are floating around in the woods, uh, we're going to eat it and make a big celebration out of it. Okay. Yeah. That seems reasonable. And yeah. they, they approached the Native Americans with this idea, and they are like, fuck no, we're not into it. And they're like, well, if we catch one, will you, like, sit down with us? And we're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. If you catch one, we'll uh, yeah. we'll sit down with you. So they're like, okay, we're t- time for the first turkey hunt. Oh, the very okay. first turkey hunt. And so uh, a band of warrior pilgrims <laughs> went out in search of this uh, this legendary uh, creature okay. that the, that the Native Americans spoke of with razor sharp claws and blended into the the area and one by one they were picked off. Um, what seemed like almost an invisible force in in the woods like slashed open, dragged up trees. All they would hear is like fluttering noises and then yeah. occasionally a little. <laughs> Sorry, it's you locking up <laughs> making that sound. <laughs> Please. No, it's very serious. It's very serious. Very People serious. are dying. Okay, go on. So just imagine you're like stalking through the woods with your automatic muskets and... Uh, My automatic muskets. It, it was... How does one build an automatic musket and do you need a cart with it? Basically, an automatic musket is where you have several muskets connected to each other <laughs> and then you just fire them one at a time. Okay, so you have a dude that carries previously loaded muskets and he's the guy that just hopes you've hit Something. It's like that chain gun in the first Predator movie, but instead it's just like eight muskets tied to each other okay. on a like a little spinning device, and it's just like fire spin sideways, fire spin sideways. So it's about uh, eight rounds uh, every five minutes. Okay, I'm just rounds. picturing a pilgrim slowly getting blown backwards by the force <laughs> right. of these muskets. But go on, go on. So They're being picked off one by one. After several of the uh, pilgrims get picked off, mm-hmm. they have a moment where one of their compatriots gets pulled off into the nothing and they start firing and then they realize they nicked it. Oh. And there's, there's some Turkey blood on the, on the foliage below. Is there anything special about Turkey blood? Like, is it delicious or anything like that? Or? It is especially delicious. Okay. And they realize like if the blood's this delicious, like if you put this blood into like, I mashed it in with some like dried bread or something, maybe oh. throw in some like, I don't know, some cranberries or something. Okay. Um, and then it would be really nice to like stuff inside the butthole of the animal to add insult to injury, insult right? To injury, no, and yeah. you should you should definitely put some of like you know those like some sort of large like you know tubular vegetable, something hearty and makes you feel you know think of fall like a yam, like a y- jam the yam, jam the yam, jam the yam, right on up. That's right. And uh, so they decided you know if if it, if it bleeds we can giblet, 
and then they go on to like make a plan to kill this thing. And unfortunately, the only one that really survives at the end is John Smith, mm-hmm. who then decides to like cover himself in leaves and foliage so that he's as invisible as the turkey is, and he learns the way of the mm-hmm. of the turkey predator. Does he find like an, an ancient like painting that the Native Americans did where they would do like rituals with this thing or anything? To, like, coexist? The, he found a totem pole. A totem pole. Um, what part of the, the United States are they in again? <laughs> and this is written by a white dude, so none of it matters. Okay. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> this is making an amalgamation of all Native American cultures and putting okay. it into one culture okay. uh, very very deftly and without any kind of sentiment or, or understanding or respect for the original like, gotcha. uh, the plan. So, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. okay. Basically right. a Michael Bay movie. And then... <laughs> That's who's producing this. I, no. No? No. no. Okay. I don't want him to touch Predator. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and so, then... I need an adult. So there's a knockdown drag-out fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Smith gets scratched up pretty bad by the turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he realizes the weakness of the turkey. Oh. They have a really fucking long neck. Oh, and my And so gosh. literally just like taking the neck and like snapping the neck, that's it. That's all you got to do to kill the turkey. Mm-hmm. Also very weak hearts. Oh, yeah, that would make sense because so, it's a really big creature and it, it takes a lot of blood to pump through yeah. all of that fury. So honestly, just him going like at it, at, at, like scares it enough to like get its heart going so it's able to stop. Oh. It has to stop because it's having heart palpitations and that's enough time for him to go in and snap right. predator turkey's neck. Right, it goes into its pose mode where it just raises all of yep. its pinions and things. I think that's the right word. For and then feathers. also the turkey, also something the turkeys had back in the day is that it had like prehensile uh, claw fingers in its mouth that popped out uh, when it was ready to feed. So is the turkey's mouth like the, the like it's the mouth version of a duck's penis? Not quite that long. Okay. It's not, it's not like Lovecraftian tentacles coming out With of its spikes mouth. spikes and yeah, stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Look, I just wanted to check in. I needed <laughs> a clear image of what I was going to see in my nightmares tonight. If... You like cut down the number of teeth inside its maw. It's almost like a sarlacc okay. pit. For okay. A mouth, okay. Kinda. But it's got like the serrated beak and then yeah. some other like yeah. little clicky pincers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Uh, so then, or he comes back triumphant with like this little rack made out of branches that he is dragging the giant mm-hmm. turkey behind him on. And there's celebrations in the, in the small village of the uh, pilgrims. And the Native Americans come out and they say something really incredibly racist to like figure that native americans say like me wampum turkey or something really fucking bad Ooh, and inappropriate that hurts my heart yeah it's yes. michael bay it's his fault and then uh then they sit down and then uh just as they're passing around all the food and there's this giant turkey done up like on mm-hmm. the table this will feed all of us for the whole winter no one will starve this year pocahontas leans over and goes like john smith this is a really good turkey and he's like you think that's good get to the cobbler and then it cuts to black. All right. Get to the goblin. No, 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 no. I get yeah, it. I get yeah, it. I get okay. it. Yeah. No, I'm. No, I'm, that's just like that offended more than humored you. <laughs> I, I'm just taking it all in. Okay. <laughs> so it's you've reached the point of of overload of pun, which I'm very proud of you. Like even my Thank eyebrows you. don't know how to process. Yeah. So it just took my entire face a minute to catch up. <laughs> Which you know, I I will I would admit that I would probably watch that movie, especially if there were those layers of puns. Um, also, if we could get Arnold to reprise his role in a as remake, John Smith, and just have him in the same like gear that he was in in Predator, but just put on a pilgrim hat and with a musket. At his age now. At his age now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would probably make more sense. It would be amazing. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would definitely watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I would no, I would definitely watch that. His thick Austrian accent. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Well, you know, the, what is it? Okay, pilgrims and they weren't pilgrims per se. No, they were upstairs. No, we're we're mixed and met. Not the pilgrims. Okay. Yeah, sorry. all of all of these Native Americans you have just slammed together: Massachusetts, Alaska, and Virginia. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's why my brain just shut down for a minute because I was like, all of that "Where are we?" Is about as historically accurate as the fact that there were giant eight foot turkeys with sarlacc pit mouths. So I think. But I want there to be, and there is a bird called the terror bird. So why not? I mean, maybe. Okay. I wasn't there. I couldn't. You know what? It's one of those things that you could say that it didn't exist, 
but can you prove it? Dude? It makes more fucking sense than like, hey, I know we're stealing your land, but how about you come like give us all your food and have a consensual dinner with us? That's cool, right? Yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> right. By the way, take some blankets with you. Uh, oh, gosh. you're going. Yeah. No, why are you sneezing so much? It's just a cold. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Took my wife and child back in the old country, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's you'll, fine. you'll be able to weather this. You're tough. <laughs> all right, so that is my uh, my sci-fi action movie. Okay. Um, Gobbler. Oh, my gosh. Or Predator the Gobbler Years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Next so up, we've got the straight-up action movie. Okay. All right. What so, do you have for your action movie? Okay, so There were I, a lot of choices for action. There were, and I... Um, I recently showed my mom um, Kid Gorgeous, the John Mulaney, the sure. John Mulaney yeah. uh, special. And I realized... That I wanted what John Mulaney's wife thought The Last Supper was to be as part of a movie. So I have chosen The Last Crusade. Okay. Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. I dabbled with the idea of Indiana Jones, so yeah, I'm into it. This pleases me. But basically, they're searching for the knife that Jesus used to carve the first turkey for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Because The Last Supper, they had to edit out the turkey in the painting because they didn't want anyone to know that it was not a chalice that they sought. It was, it was the la- it was the Holy Turkey blade. And so, you, you know, have... all those middle Eastern turkeys running around, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> you're know, nailing history. No, 100%. 100%. Well, it's, it's the same version of history where Jesus is white. So it makes total oh, sense. Okay. Yeah. This is yeah. white Jesus and the, and the <laughs> and, turkey knife. Of right. Destiny. And the turkey yeah. knife of the natively living in the middle East turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> right. Perfect. <laughs> this is perfect and logical and totally makes sense as to why Nazis are hunting. You know, what? these are about as accurate historically as the story that we tell children about Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> We are killing this game. We should write children's books. Totally. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So basically, like. Oh, no. I'd I'd write such terrible ones, like Why Dad Left and and others and other childhood stories. These are important topics. And maybe there's an adult that'll pass by that table and see it and be like, Does Daddy still love me? It's nothing to do with you, it has to do with the difference of opinion between adults. And the next page is like, psych, it's totally your fault. Oh, we should not collaborate on no, children's books. <laughs> leave me out of the children's films, book films, game. Horrifying, ridiculous films, yes. Yes. But maybe not children's books. Uh, I, at the very least, we need a, a very discerning proofreader. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, you guys are going to show this to people how old? Small. <laughs> You're telling children to anyone that disagrees with them, they have to say, go fuck yourself? Is that correct? It's like, yes. Yes, that starts them early That's, on yeah. the right train. And it also will come in handy, you know, when people try to fight with them for the last uh, biscuit at Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, go fuck yourself. This is my biscuit. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they have to they have to hunt for the true carving knife of, of Jesus Christ, the master turkey cutter. And Judas, Judas, of course, betrayed Jesus because he was jealous of his masterful, um, you know, hosting and turkey splaying skills. Uh, so, you know, not to mention even the sides, because Jesus had all of this laid out. And, you know, Judas was the only person that didn't get the memo to bring a side. So he was all bitter, sitting there with his elbow on the table. And Jesus had to tell him, like, a whole bunch of times, Judas, take your elbow off the table. And this is all backstory, you know, like you get this in, like, an artsy flashback. And then, mm-hmm. like, the, the the page burns away um, right as you see Jesus raise the knife. Um, not at Judas, but towards the turkey, because, you know... <laughs> Jesus doesn't really like that. I, I I don't know how the fuck I would know I'm Jewish. Um, <laughs> um, Satan, but whatever. <clears throat> what 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 were we talking about? Okay, yeah, right. So the last Jesus in the Last Crusade. Yep. Um. So yeah, Indiana Jones. Um. You know, and the the beautiful late Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Um. Are now off on this adventure. Um, filled with Nazis and they're still I mean it still makes sense they're still looking for a relic that could you know help Hitler win the war yeah um, because Hitler is obsessed with all sorts of crazy things so you know if there was a last carving knife of Jesus Christ you know he was gonna he wants to find it and he wants to possess it and he wants to carve the turkey of everlasting life um, you know and and serve it to all of his generals Um or, you know, keep it for himself because, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't, I mean, why would you trust that guy with anything? Well, also, <laughs> like, you know, you don't want to share leftovers. 
That's true. Yeah. That's true. Except for like if someone's not really good at cooking white meat and it's really dry, they can yeah. have that. Yeah. That's fine. Um, dark meat is all mine and I'll fight you for it. Please and thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I, my brain stopped because I had a flashback at the time I came downstairs and one of my brothers was drinking gravy straight out of the fridge. Yes. I'm not even mad about it. <laughs> no. I was just like, I get it, but damn, dude. I've definitely done that where I've taken a piece of turkey and then poured the gravy into my mouth. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. With the, some of the mashed potatoes. And then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I forgot something. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. It's the Thanksgiving version of pouring milk or drinking milk and then squeezing the chocolate milk mm-hmm. into your mouth and then swishing. Yeah. And um, so really, like the big changes, of course, come at the end of the movie where they they have to figure out the right carving knife. And um, and it's not just the carving knife. This is the ultimate test of, you know, who is pure at heart and who who truly follows in the footsteps of Jesus because they have to choose the correct knife and present their basic spread. So you have to, cause you can't just like, so what like are you top gonna... chef Jesus edition? Pretty much with an extra <laughs> judgmental night. And if you lose, you disintegrate. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a little more aggressive. I just need like Alton Brown as the knight. Pretty judging much. Everybody. You know what? I'm, I'm in for that. No, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. He chose. Holy, yeah. you dumb ass mother. Right. <laughs> yeah, I really just want to see um, Indiana Jones carve turkey. Also, just like Gordon Ramsay as the Knights Templar. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't know a holy knife and a hole in the ground. Right, they're choosing one, and he's like, really? You're going with that one? <laughs> Ugh, you are a plenty-headed idiot. <laughs> this turkey's so dry, it might as well be a British comedy. Oh, man, you're throwing some shade tonight. Right? Some serious turkey shade. Turkey shade. Turkey shade. I just want to... Sorry, I'm so hungry now. I'm just yeah, I'm like, like, how far away is Wawa for the Gobbler Bowl? Oh like, God. I'm ready for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Amy's going to come in and we're going to be like, okay, so we need an entire bowl of mac, mac and cheese, <laughs> right. an entire bowl of mashed potatoes, and just gravy, please and thank you. And we just weep and stuff <laughs> yeah. our faces. Right. Oh, real quick, I, I, I actually wanted to ask, because you said you were considering Indiana Jones. Were you considering the same movie? No, I was thinking uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, nice. Yeah. And what, like, turkey inside the uh, the holy turkey? No, I was thinking one? actually a really good stuffing recipe. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to get And right. I played with that as an idea for also Pulp Fiction, that inside the briefcase was his mother's stuffing recipe Okay, yeah, no, well. that's, that's also solid. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, I just wanted, because I wanted to ask before I forgot, because I was like, wait, how close were we to this wavelength? Like, no. all, all of mine, I think, revolve around, like, no, let me eat the turkey. <laughs> I played with the idea of actually having some kind of, like, like sci-fi version of the first Thanksgiving or something, you know, something that I could really kind of talk shit about um, how incredibly untrue the first Thanksgiving story is. Yeah. Uh, But I decided to just have more fun with the actual parts of Thanksgiving. I like, like, you know, eating food. Oh yeah. Lots and lots of food. So this is also a thing. And this is also a little bit of the revenge thing. There is a little bit of, I'm not a vegetarian or vegan, mm-hmm. but there's definitely like a turkey revenge vibe that happens with some of these stories. Yeah. And this is definitely one of them. I figured if you could do a bird centric adaptation or, or mix up of something, why not do it to a movie that's named after a bird anyway? So I'm doing The Crow. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, it's fine. I'm just going to die. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I just, all right. Tell me this before I pass out from an asthma attack. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, go on. So I'm actually doing it where turkeys are a secondary race, much like alien nation, but turkeys instead. Okay. That they coexist with people. Okay. And they're they're mm-hmm. just part of the thing. And then the same basic story is that, you know, this this turkey that's a musician, uh, he, he's in Giblet's Joke is a local band that he's okay. in. Okay. And he's tragically murdered. His beloved is like abused and murdered. And and then a year later, he he rises out from his uh, turkey grave <laughs> to find retribution on the ones that like stuffed him and ate him. And so he he goes to all these places to like track them down. There's somebody that works at the uh, at the local uh, potato store, yeah. and and he makes mashed potatoes out of him. Oh my god! Okay. And then there's he goes to the stuffing shop where it has all the accoutrement mm-hmm. and he loads a shotgun full, full of pearl onions. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and unloads on, uh, on one of the dudes. How does he hold the shotgun? Uh, in his wings? <laughs> <laughs> just checking in. So very I'm, carefully. Very carefully. Okay. Yeah. Look, I'm just trying to get accurate pictures. Go on. Go on. Also, the most upsetting scene is when the turkey is like looking in the mirror and then the cure comes on and he starts just like rubbing face paint on 
his turkey face and mm-hmm. draws like juggalo makeup on there. Yeah, Even but then also you would have to have an ICP version of that Cure song that plays in that scene. I'm gonna go throw up in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, go throw up in your mouth. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh my okay. god. So is there a like a, a turkey that's really hooked on drugs that is getting another like girl mommy? Well, that's more that the, it's the turkeys that are really really addicted to brining. Oh yeah, where yeah. They're just okay. like dipping themselves in like salt baths uh-huh. and just absorbing all the sodium. Oh okay. And so they get like really bloated and unhealthy, and, and they can't function very well. Can't function. There's yeah, they, okay. all sorts of preservatives in there. That's right. It's really unhealthy turkeys, and uh, you know the main character. He's an all natural turkey. You know, it's an all natural undead turkey. Undead yeah. turkey. Makes yeah. Sense. yeah. So he's you know, like gobble is the word for God on the lips and mouths of turkeys everywhere. As he just like presses the like msg juice out of the other turkey's arm this is one of the few times where i wish that we had like something taking photos of like the faces <laughs> i'm making because i feel like like there needs to be a slideshow that goes with this that just shows my facial response i want to do all the classic lines from the crow but in turkey form like it can't all the time and also, the question is like. Brine it up. Brine, brine it, it up. Brine it up. Yes. <laughs> we roasted you. There ain't no coming back. There ain't no coming back, man. There ain't no coming back from the great oven. <laughs> right. um, then, of course, there's the big showdown with the, uh, the final boss that mm-hmm. takes place in an industrial kitchen, not a church. Oh, yeah. And getting really close to getting his head shoved into an oven. His spirit turkey that flies around with him. Uh, is like just a smaller turkey, which is like his little bunny. The villain finds out that that's where all his power comes from is the stuffing inside the smaller turkey. So he's like eating it and stealing the power of the Turk of the of the Turk. Mm-hmm. E, or he dies, but he ends up taking out the person that killed his beloved in the first place. And it's a lesson to all the other people in the world that if you're gonna coexist with turkeys, don't fucking eat them. And that's that's the gist of all I've got for the for the grow turkey turkey vulture turkey vulture that's that's a spirit animal is a turkey vulture yeah it's a very different animal right turkey yes okay just checking in <laughs> but you would see a turkey vulture hanging out around a turkey so i think that's why they're named after that right because they no eat idea. turkeys i don't know i have no idea i'm, a, I'm not a turkeyologist i'm not a turkey okay i'm yes. sorry i uh i i questioned your avian knowledge too much <laughs> i i'm pretty sure that like a whole like lobe of my brain shut down like also, i just want to see the turkey I getting just... out of the grave like this big bulbous stomach like getting out of oh the grave God. because i'm pretty sure that's how i look like when i'm getting out of bed in the morning i know that's how i look when i get out of bed <laughs> yeah. in the morning but i just keep picturing like a scene from the second one where like he spreads his big like turkey wing feathers up and he's like take it and then all these turkeys come like running at the guy. <laughs> I I just want to see Iggy Pop as a turkey in the second one. He's not. <laughs> he's he's got the the hanging stuff under his oh, neck man. a little bit, but fucking Iggy Pop. I I bet that he would be really into that and be like, "Hey Iggy, we'd really like you to play like a weird ass turkey villain." And he'd be like, "Fucking yes." Into it. Totally into it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think the crow or the turkey vulture or whatever you want to call this movie, it would be a perfect addition to your Thanksgiving holiday uh, festivities. You're gonna have to edit some of this out Uh, because my brain is just like. And I do want to give a little tip for the holiday season as well. When you're hanging out with your family, you're enjoying your your time, and you want to put your own Thanksgiving twist on whatever movie you feel like watching at the time. You can make any movie a Thanksgiving movie with one little tip. And that's you take some construction paper and you cut out a little like pilgrim hat and get a little bit of scotch tape mm-hmm. and then you place it somewhere on your television screen. Oh, that's a solid choice. And then when somebody's head lines up with the hat, you drink and then you've got your Thanksgiving drinking that's game. Right. That's right. And it helps you be around your family. Just make sure that, you know, you balance that around dinner. So... So yeah, you got It's a. De- it's more of a delicate balance than bowling on the amount of drunkenitude that you get with Thanksgiving. So that's true. That's true. I mean, it's a solid. That's a man. I'm just really fucking proud of you for that girl <laughs> one because I was done. You were done for just from the concept. I oh think. my god, you said it to me, and my whole brain just exploded <laughs> in imagery. And uh, yeah, just I'm. I'm not ashamed at all of those cackles. You earned every one <laughs> of those. 
Um. <laughs> now we do have uh, one more piece that we want to get through. I think. Yeah, yeah, we're doing pretty well too, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we're doing all right. This is the least amount of rambling I think I've ever done <laughs> on a Smack My Pitch Up. We have just, just enough where we don't have room to ramble too much, and mm. uh, but well, not so much where we're just rapid firing. Here's the one that okay. I think is going to be. So this last genre is, of course, horror. And, you know, there's, of course, your classics, you know, Thanksgiving and things like that. Poultrygeist is close enough. Poultrygeist. And what's the other one? Um, Blood Rage. Was that the one where the kid, like, they said, that's not cranberry sauce. It's something something featured on Beautiful Disasters. Yeah. um, That was an incredibly funny-ish episode, but definitely featured the line, that's not cranberry sauce. A whole lot. But so my humble offering to the world of horror is um, the bird raiser. Hellraiser Thanksgiving (laughs) Um, because it is only through the lifeblood of gravy that Frank is brought back. Okay. Because his lust for that dinner and Julia's cooking and, you know, the blood of many um, brings him back. It, It contacts his senses in the, in the world of the Cenobites and gives him a way to get out just wafting like tasting and it slowly reforms so his his skeleton reforms from like stuffing and gravy and so that whole like reversed melt scene they did oh, is just like, like right it's just him and... calling all these like layers of food to him <laughs> and so she has to keep like bringing him birds to like slaughter also i want to call layers of food to me that I mean, like yes. an amazing superpower. Yes, yes, it does. But uh, so she has to do this in secret, not only because, of course, you know, Frank was her lover, um, but her husband, Larry, on top of, you know, being an unknowing cuckold, is also a vegan. And so bringing a turkey into the house, let alone murdering one like she used to do, would be just it would dissolve everything and would call into question what was going on really in that house. And so she has to like bring these turkeys in very carefully. Like she's getting pets and she can't see or know. I, I really just want a scene of her like looking around suspiciously while bringing in turkeys. That's <laughs> I, just for that scene alone. I'm in the sunglasses, the sunglasses. All Kirsty is like peering over the bushes. One of those like... hats where it's got the scarf that drafts down that you mm-hmm. tie under your chin. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, it's and she's she's cunningly dressed the turkey up as well. Yeah, I was like, this is not a turkey. This is just a very small fat man. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally an affair. I am not butchering turkeys in your household to bring your brother back from an unnatural world. And so, uh, the, you know, we get such lines as the bird. You opened it. We came. <laughs> oh no. And, uh, that also sounds like a line from a Thanksgiving themed porno. So. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um <laughs> and really when it cl- comes to Clive Barker's work, the line is very, very blurry. blurry. Yeah. So blurry. So blurry and probably why I have so many questionable inclinations today. Um <laughs> at least a part of that. Thank you, Clive. I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, so just those those great like um oh, you know, no tears please. That's a waste of a good stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> um the, the the hell gobbler what was it the oh the bird raiser the bird raiser is way better yeah that's definitely the way to go <laughs> oh my god yeah like, <laughs> i just you need the symbols from the puzzle box like, oh yeah on the turkey I oh think. no absolutely yeah. like the the cenobites are turkeys themselves it's just they're all like all black turkeys and they have these like designs all over their heads Oh my so. god! I need to search the internet and see if anybody's done turkey versions of the Cenobites, where there's like the teeth chatter gut dude, but it's like a beak with teeth inside of it, yeah. which is already upsetting. And it's just like, and it has you know no eyes. It's just those like the weird like blurred mush points. <laughs> yeah, right. Which fun fact: both that character and Butterball were completely blind in the first movie because they did not actually make eye holes for them, oh, which geez. is why they look different in the second movie because they were like, we can't fucking see. Yeah, and this is too much sensory depth. <laughs> yeah, right. Can't see, can't hear, have to be led. Oh God! Yeah, that would be. Oh, that'd be too much. That would mm-hmm. make me go crazy. Yep. All right, for my yep. last one here, <laughs> I was debating between a couple, but I then realized that it is very important for us to represent some other uh, event that is happening this month as well. That's actually the day that this comes out is a special day uh, called Friday the Thirteenth. Oh fuck! That's right. In twenty twenty. In twenty twenty, which is like whoo. <sighs> Strap in. (laughs) Strap in and strap on and hope for the best. So I was trying to figure out how you would make the movie Friday the 13th Mm -hmm. more thematically appropriate to Thanksgiving. 
Um, mm-hmm. Because it could be that it's get preparing for Thanksgiving. It is close enough to the holiday that you could see that as being like a preparation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Friday the 13th happened, you know, the events of the original Friday the 13th where he, you know, the counselors weren't paying attention and he was mm-hmm. left to drown. But instead, it's that they were, uh, it was a cooking camp. Oh. And they were teaching the kids how to make Thanksgiving food. And so they were sitting down to try everybody's uh, mashed potatoes and, and other sides uh, when he was drowned in the, in, the, in the lake. When the Great British Baking Show goes wrong. Exactly. All right. So years later, uh, for those unfamiliar with the original Friday the 13th, it wasn't actually Jason Voorhees that was the nope. killer. It was his mother. Mm-hmm. Who oh, Pamela. Herself was a pretty glorious cook. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and so she revisits this bank baking or this this cooking uh, camp uh, years later for revenge. And you know, if you're gonna be so concerned about cooking that you let a child die, I'll show you cooking. Mm-hmm. And so all the murders are related to people that are like have weird like food fetishy things that they're doing, like like sneak cooking, and, and then they're caught, and then they're cooked into their own food. You got a, a chicken peat pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And the likes, but then of course the 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 big ones are the the turkey the giant turkey people you know people that are bent up and to look like turkeys and roasted in giant professional sized ovens mm-hmm. uh, to come out and so there's some cannibalism some light light cannibalism where the kids are eating some of the counselors not realizing that I've kind never of a had a problem with cannibalism Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of vibe to it mm-hmm. a little bit like okay. it's revealed that like the turkey there isn't stuffing in there it's actually the head of the of the counselor that they're eating mm-hmm. kind of deal oh nice and it was only the camp counselor that was like kind of faking it the whole time and wasn't really good at cooking that was able to really save the day at the end of the day mm-hmm. and uh gets the big cooking confession from pamela the co- cooking confession but then instead of uh what was it that cut off the mom's head in the first place was was it a machete i think it yeah. was it's actually going to be like an electric carving knife mm-hmm. that takes her head off and but uh, unfortunately that's not going to be as clean as like a hard shop. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be this really, really graphic and unfortunately long single take of this head being slowly cut through and then it getting caught on the bone. Oh, yeah. And there's blood squirting everywhere where there's just like <laughs> blood curdled screaming and then the liquidy. And it sounds almost like a turkey as she's mm-hmm. choking on her own blood. Mm-hmm. It's just cutting deeper and deeper into the neck and then <laughs> drowning noises. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the head just like plops off to the side, mm-hmm. and uh, then she, I don't decides to get into a boat, a canoe for no, so no reason, and then a feathered covered Jason Voorhees jumps out of the water and grabs her and pulls her in. Oh, nice. Okay, okay. And then yeah. you incorporate more football stuff than hockey stuff because football's so uh, synonymous with Thanksgiving. It is. Yeah, there's like football that plays during Thanksgiving. There's the two big games, or sometimes three games. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Big Thanksgiving Day uh, football. Um, I just remembered the James Bond marathons that used to be on Spike TV. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also a lot of NFL football happening. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, you're fine. Wait, there's a parade thing too, isn't it? Yeah, the Thanksgiving Day parade, which yeah. I was trying to figure out how to do a parade horror movie, but I couldn't think of anything that would really fit. Oh, Unless you man. did like, like a Mad Max Thanksgiving Day parade thing. Oh, that'd be weird. I'd be really into that. Like, they saved all these balloons. Like Gobbler Road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think we've hit some really good uh, choices for our Thanksgiving choices here. Mashups don't really make sense for this episode because... I mean, they are all mashups. They're all mashups. So. Yeah. But we do want to hear from our listeners on what you think would be good choices for a Thanksgiving adaptation of another mm-hmm. film or a, or even TV show. So... Let us know in the comments when this releases. Send us a message on our hotline, our GUI network hotline, which is 804-505-4484. That's 804-505-4GUI. Hit up geeksundertheinfluence at gmail.com with any of your messages. Hit up our social media. All that's available at guipodcast.com. And now we're getting to the last little bit. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot that we were going to do the trailers. Yeah, Yeah, we got to do the trailers now. So uh, let me cue up music. This Thanksgiving comes a new take on a classic tale of woe and revenge. Meet Eric Wishbone. Living in a 
loft with his girlfriend Shelly. Eric has not a care in the world. He's in a successful band called Giblet's Joke. And life is good with, with the marriage planned to happen the next day when villains come and make a meal out of them. <laughs> this Thanksgiving, the turkey fights back. Join Eric and his little, little friend as they take revenge on the carnivores that tore through him and his girlfriend one scary Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs> this, this Thanksgiving, in case you didn't hear that before, <laughs> the gobbler. It's like the crow, but turkey related. Bad. Oh my god, that, that was, was so funny. Really bad. That was so funny. Mine <laughs> is also so going to be terrible, so. Oh my god. Oh. Well, you don't have a high bar to go up against, I don't think so. I'm a very small person. <laughs> so. All right. Are you ready? No, so I'm, I'm doing the crow. You said you're going to be doing your. Um, doing the bird razor. The bird razor yeah. version. So here we go. Yeah. A story. About lust, infatuation, and food. Called by the food that binds us. Julia has no choice but to bring back her lover with the blood of the bird. From the mind of Clive Barker comes the bird racer. The gravy brings the bird back. It's gonna come up with a better tagline, and I fucked it up. Well, I almost missed my cue to like fade the music out because I was writing down "Blood of the Bird," and I'm like, I can't think of a better title for this episode. Excellent. So, yeah, we definitely have some real interesting choices for Hollywood to suss through before uh, coming up with the new holiday classic for Thanksgiving. No, absolutely. I think we've given them a really solid array. Um, You know, and there's always you know the Thanksgiving mockumentary idea. Um, which I'm super in for Christopher Guest please and thank you (laughs) Um, also you know all else fails they could do you know uh, Ray Bradbury so sadly no longer with us but in the spirit of the Halloween tree we could teach everyone all about Thanksgiving and how we appropriated the fuck out of stuff (laughs) (laughs) and it's all a lie I mean I figure if Hollywood can make a movie like fucking Hop then they can make a movie for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. There was an Easter Bunny movie. An Easter Bunny that shat jelly beans, I think. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. I have had most of a beer, and that's <laughs> when you lay this on me. <laughs> in in Hop, I haven't seen it, but I think it was in the trailer. Okay. Uh, he's about to be hit by a car uh, driven by the same dude that was in the Sonic Hit the Hedgehog movie. He's just, that actor, he's apparently just in movies with, like, CGI characters now. That's okay. just his thing. It's basically the same story. Sonic the Hedgehog and Hop are the same fucking movie, except one Sonic the Hedgehog and one is a bunny that shits jelly beans. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. The earnestness in your face well, when you said the line, and one is a bunny that shits jelly beans. Like, I think in both of those versions, he also drives an old truck. Like, okay. I mean, it's that level of... Uh, okay. So, yeah, he almost hits the bunny, and the bunny, scared, shits a bunch of jelly beans. Okay. So okay. I mean, think I about that, that makes... next time you eat jelly beans. No, I, I definitely will. Um, <laughs> although, you know, granted, I've seen that thing about vanilla extract and beaver's anuses going around. So, you right. know, <laughs> who the fuck knows? Let's just keep eating and don't ask where the fuck it comes from. Perfect. That's right. Speaking of where things come from, you can check out all the stuff on for this show and the other shows on the Geeks on the Influence Network at GUIPodcast.com. Make sure to check out our store, GUIPodcast.com slash store. Uh, for all the merch for this podcast and all the other shows in the network on T Public, we've got mugs, T-shirts, uh, laptop bags, all sorts of stuff available. Masks, masks. We mm-hmm. have masks, and if you get a mask, uh, a mask will be noted. Uh, N95 mask, like an appropriate mask, will be donated uh, to frontline workers uh, through a nonprofit charity that does that. So uh, you're also helping out people by getting masks with all the dumb shit that we put on designs on our website oh this is the perfect holiday for your live laugh love human centipede mask perfect oh my gosh yeah if you really want to piss off your uh your relatives you can wear your i just think you should let them know you have a healthy digestive system exactly okay you're really thorough very thorough so check out our store check out all the other shows in the network at guipodcast.com join the conversation let us know what you want to hear on future episodes of smack my pitch up 
Uh, we are looking for ideas for the holiday season rolling mm-hmm. in. We already have a couple, but we'd love a few more. We're trying to do this weekly, so we need a few. Absolutely. And if you haven't gotten enough of my dumb voice, um, the fine, fine folks at From the Mouths of Madness have invited me to be on their next show. So if you want to join in for another, shall we say, delicious show. <laughs> Check that out soon. All thematic to Thanksgiving, I think. In oh, one yes. Way, shape, or form. Oh, yes. Yeah. If there's one thing that we love at Thanksgiving, it's sharing meat. Uh, definitely true. So mm-hmm. so uh, go and share your meat with your loved ones, and, and we'll find you next time <laughs> on another episode of Smack My Pitch Up. I'm Mike the Hobbit, and you just got pitch smacked. GUIPodcast.com <laughs>Name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com. Hey guys, Scotty Big Daddy Preston here, that's right, the Geek Father, asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry.